0: This is Cinema Degeneration.
1: Nothing I can do. He's got to run his course now. What did you think? It'd be easy, neat
0: and clean and painless. It's okay. We're together again. You've turned harmless tasty donuts into- Killer donuts. You're insane. I tell you, I killed a wolf, a plain, ordinary wolf. This particular piranha vanished off the face of the earth more than
1: two million years ago. Don't go in, Jen. This won't do any good.
2: It's the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. They're sharks. They're scary. No one wants to get eaten. But I've been. Count Dracula sleeps in this coffin, but rises every night at sunset. Chick is right. This is awful, silly stuff are you, son
1: of a bitch? Everybody has to eat shaving cream for a while. Hey, of course I'll help you, Brian. You and I are pals. I'll be happy to help you. But you'll have to feed me first. Ah!
2: Alrighty, folks. Welcome once again to Cinema Degeneration's Creature Feature Dinner Theater, the only Creature Feature show with a husband and wife team. I'm your host, Cameron Scott, and this is your other host, Patty Scott. Hello, folks. Yes, we, we met a little over 10 years ago at a convention called Cinema Wasteland, so we knew our... Uh, Love for horror was true. It's a driving grindhouse type of convention. So we knew we were horror fans in good standing when we met and we're sharing that love of horror with you because we love creature features. we love shark movies. We love zombie films, vampires, werewolves, any kind of creatures, you name it. We love them, but uh, we're bringing you our first uh, shark movie this weekend. And this one was uh picked by my wife. And
0: it's a shark spectacular.
2: It, it's, yeah. <laughs> It's spectacular in a whole lot of different ways. But we are covering 2008's Shark in Venice, starring, (laughs) and this is no kidding here, folks, starring Stephen Baldwin. The only time in history where it's better to be Stephen Baldwin than Alec Baldwin.
0: Buckle up, folks. If this is going (laughs) to tell you anything that we're in for, just hold on tight.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what strikes me the most about this movie... I mean, it it looks good when you actually get down to it and it's, you know, it's a it's a slick looking movie, but it has such bad, bad cover art. It looks like, you know, it was created by a temp with a bad attitude with rudimentary (laughs) skills of fucking Photoshop. Am I right? Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think we also need to put this in the context of in terms of like bad shark movies. This looks good for 2008
2: yeah yeah for for 2008 2008 cgi and and effects whatnot it does look pretty decent and i mean the the location i mean they they substituted bulgaria for for venice even though it looks a whole lot like venice i'm sure they got some b-roll footage and that's the thing i first note i had here yeah is nice b-roll of the city it really really looks pretty good but before we get too deep into it, let's go ahead and do our quick IMDB synopsis, which is as follows for Shark in Venice. Traveling to Venice to investigate his father's mysterious death, famous archaeologist and diver David unearths a killer's secret that lies beneath the Venetian waters. And that's that's pretty thin, but you know that's that, that's the plot of this movie, pretty fucking thin. And well if you're looking
0: for more plot, go somewhere else, folks.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, and, oh, and uh, that—that's why we do our drink around here. We do a drink to go along with our show. Uh, we we do a special concocted drink, which we will give you the recipe for at the end of the evening. At the end of the show, we will give her for our Sharks in Venice uh, mixed drink that we have here. And uh, so far, I'm not gonna, I'm not not giving anything away to you, honey, because you already know. But I, I'm enjoying this drink uh, much, much more than I was the movie.
0: That's one of the the fun things. That I really enjoy about doing this show with you too, honey, is, you know, not only do we get to watch really bad movies, but we also get to try some really strong drinks that go along with it. And so it makes for a good combo too, and in- make both a bit more enjoyable.
2: Yeah, it makes, uh, you know, a bad movie good and makes a good movie even better. Exactly. But uh, my first note here, and I know you're going to know who I'm talking about, but my first note is bad wig guy. <laughs> <laughs> and oh that, my goodness! That'd be Clemenza's character, the the mafioso character. If that's his real hair, then I apologize, sir. But I'm pretty sure that was a wig. That was a bad wig wig choice.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you just have a such a strong urge to just go go and just pluck it off the top of his head, <laughs> um, it just duh, obviously doesn't fit there.
2: Oh uh, no, no, and no what else doesn't fit here, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin Baldwin. has Oceanographic Institute working there as an archaeologist. Sure, sure. And in his first like scene, I mean, we get a little bit of a buried treasure scene and a couple quick stock footage shark deaths, and then you know it's gonna trans transform into this next scene where we just get Stephen Baldwin and we'll realize that this the character we just seen dying was his father. And you know there's always something going on in this movie, but you know. but sure you know add in a dick joke too while we're at it when he's trying to like <laughs> you know teach his class
0: uh but before we even get to that point the the a couple things i want to point out so one thing is you know obviously this is supposed to take place in italy you know venice gives that away in the title these assholes don't know whether they should be speaking english or italian and it's they just so go back and forth interchangeably where all of a sudden they'll be speaking English the entire time. And then all of a sudden they'll just be like a sentence that's in Italian. And you're like, "What? what is happening though? Like why? <laughs> it's like the writer suddenly remembered, oh, right. Uh, we are in Italy. We need to uh, do something Italian
2: here. Yeah. We at least need to have, you know, the, the, the people native to the country speaking in the, uh, their native language, maybe just perhaps. <laughs> the, <laughs> the
0: other thing that I would highly recommend to people. So Even if you don't need the closed captioning on this movie, use the closed captioning on this movie because it is fantastic. Um, So like when they are doing some of their deep sea diving, um, like the the closed captioning will pop up and just say like breathing in tubes. That is just so (laughs) stupid and funny that it's it adds tremendously to the movie.
2: My my favorite one is ominous mu- music playing that comes up about every thirty seconds. Just ominous ominous music playing every single time. Like yeah yeah we get it, and oh the music the music in this movie yeah I, I know you got a bone to pick up with with this music as so do I but uh, yeah it's really bad it's really it, bad
0: I, and I you know as we're kind of thinking about this movie. There are multiple different types of bad movies, right? And so the kind that I think you and I both enjoy a lot, Cam, are ones where they set out to try to make a really serious, heavy shark movie, and it turns out to be just god-awful hokey. And that's exactly what we have here. And so I think the music really lends to that style where they will have something and all of a sudden they get to the point where the editor goes, oh, there's something serious going on. And they throw in like the super over-the-top da-da-da-da-da-da-da kind of music. Yeah,
2: with the chorus of angels, you know, humming in the background. <laughs> you, you feel like it's like Justice League all over again.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, of course, you know, they they find these this hidden treasure box and there's latin because of course there's always latin and of course they always read the latin um and- read
2: the latin has <laughs> the evil dead taught us nothing
0: exactly and so so they find this and they're like grazie marco polo grazie um because, right, we're still in Italy, got to do that. And then, yeah, <laughs>
1: right.
0: then it's just this pretend choir of angels that comes singing on high, um, like they just found the Ark of the Covenant or something.
2: Yeah, and there is a very, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, sort of Indiana Jones vibe going on with this. And I'm, I'm using that term loosely, like loose as fuck. But, it, you know, there's the always Lost the treasure. whole... Yeah, there's lost treasure, and he's an adventurer, and he's an archaeologist lur- looking for lost treasure. I hmm? think I've heard this one before. But that's where the similarities end, because, you know, on one side you have Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, and this side you have, you know, Stephen Baldwin is David.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Stephen Baldwin so badly wants to be an actor when he grows up, but he's just not there.
2: No, no. He, you know, <laughs> no, one day when he grows up and becomes a real boy. You know, maybe when he becomes become, a big kid, get yeah. a big
0: kid job, yeah, maybe yeah. someday. This you know, movie I'll, is not that movie.
2: I will say one thing. I, I did like him in two movies. I'll I have to pip two of his movies out that I like, and that's Usual Suspects, which is brilliant. And mm-hmm. he's pretty hes pretty darn good in Posse. But, you know, considering you—you know had a career of 30-some-odd years and, and dozens of, of features, I, I can pick two that he did well in. <laughs> and those were cool. all 20-some-odd years ago, you know, when you got 100-plus credits, and I can name two movies you've done that are enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> just saying, just saying. And I, I should I should take that back, actually. I, I did find this movie to be highly enjoyable on a bad movie basis, but it's one of those movies like a Sharknado where I constantly point out things that went wrong, or I'm usually going, mm-hmm. screaming out the words, oh, please, or bullshit <laughs> every five minutes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This it's if you believe in any kind of sciency science, um, just turn your that part of your brain off because that part isn't going to work super well for a while. Um, I, and I think you know talking about Stephen Baldwin's acting, the two co-stars that he has, the two main women in this are also you know not great actors, and so I think the three of them are just trying to vie for who can provide the least amount of movement in their face and still provide quote acting. (laughs)
2: It's like, look, I have no wrinkles. You also have no expression. Oh man. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. The acting is really bad in this and they're trying, they're aiming for good. It's not over the top. It's not B movie ish style. They were going for a straight laced in your face action adventure movie. And they managed to hit every, every, you know, Time-honored cliche, but at the same time, is <laughs> just it's it's a lot of bad. One of my first uh, things I got here, where it was the obvious kind of wink and nod to when they bring Stephen Baldwin to the, I guess he's to the MB- embassy or wherever the hell they were taking him. They're telling him that his father had been killed in a shark attack. He was, <laughs> you know, scuba diving in illegal waters without a permit. Yada yada. And there's literally a scene where he almost says verbatim, this was not a boating accident. And it's just like, are you really <laughs> trying to reach for Richard Dreyfus at this point in time? Oh, man.
0: Yeah. And again, a time that you would expect to see some emotion from somebody, right? So <laughs> your father is gone. He's lost at sea. Um, and so it it turns really awkward because one, Stephen Baldwin, his expression and face doesn't change. Um but then you've got just this, it looks like almost like a medical coroner, but there's no body that, I mean, he just, see, there's other dead bodies there. Um, and he is then going on about the laws of where he was diving. Um, that doesn't seem to be like your jurisdiction, dude.
2: Right, right. As a coroner, you had jurisdiction over where somebody's going to dive in the canals. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand law, but it doesn't seem, uh, (laughs) it doesn't seem legit to me.
0: (laughs) Apparently, uh, uh, coroners have a whole lot more authority than I was giving them credit for in the past.
2: Oh yeah. And why would the American embassy get involved anyway? He's like, you have to go get permission from the embassy to go to Venice to see about your dead dad. I was like, why would the American embassy have any say so whatsoever and why an archeologist wants to go (laughs) to Venice? Like if, and, if he's flying in restricted airspace, perhaps maybe.
0: <laughs> and also, so like he goes to meet with this guy. He just leaves his fucking class in the middle of the classroom. He's like, "Okay, go read up on this chapter. I'll be back." And then the poor class is just left there, like, "What? What? What happened? Where? Where'd our teacher go?" <laughs>
2: yeah. They're still there. It's been t- since two thousand eight. Thirteen years later, they're <laughs> st- they're still there reading chapter forty. Oh um, man! But he gets to, he gets to he gets to Italy and within five minutes, we got somebody going, Hey, capisce, all right. And uh, it's capiche. like, the, it's like the third time in the movie that somebody says, you know, capisce and they, they do it all the same way. Like they're a member of the Sopranos. It's, oh, it's so, so <laughs> it's really on the nose.
0: <laughs> and And shortly after that, so he meets this like embassy guide or guard that he talks to. And the guards like, yeah, uh, your father was doing shit he wasn't supposed to be doing. He was diving. Bar, 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 bar. And so then Stephen Baldwin turning on all the charm of a turtle is like, Hey, uh, it would really mean a lot if you let us go in that area that you're yelling at me that my dad went into. And they go, Okay, but just don't tell the press about it. Well, what the you just have this random authority just to let people into this space that you're freaking out about? I don't I don't think that's how this works.
2: Yeah, he, he's he's trying to be like, you know, a man of mystery. Old Baldwin is, you know, he's trying to pull the Indiana Jones, but he, he's just not. Because there's also a thing, Indiana Jones at least looks interesting in his outfit and his getup. Now let's <laughs> talk a little bit about Stephen Baldwin's wardrobe. Like, oh, the the... the open shirt that he ha- has on the blue shirt o- over the tight body shirt that he, ha- that he wears ends up wearing for the rest of the movie. But this light blue leisure suit that he, uh, not suit, but uh you know, dress shirt that he's got on and just kind of open, just kind of trying to hide the paunch a little bit. I think <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, who dressed this guy? Was That's- this his own clothes from home or what?
0: That's exactly my theory. So what happened is he got to set. They gave him the tight fitting shirt, and that all the wardrobe people were like, "Oh shit, no, this isn't. This isn't gonna work." And Baldwin's like, "Hey, I I got this shirt that I came in with." They're like, "Yes, perfect. Let's just put this over the top of you. Let's just hide this. It's fine. It's fine."
2: Yeah, but yeah. But by the end fun. of this, oh yeah, yeah. He looks like a hobo. He definitely looks like a hobo in this movie. But then again, I mean, maybe he was. Maybe he did this for rent money. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> The next amazing scene, I don't know if you got anything to say about this, hun, but the the Crusade flashbacks that they have (laughs) when they're supposedly, supposedly they're supposed to to be this, uh, you know, buried treasure somewhere in the canals under, under, in these catacombs underneath Venice. And, you know, that's been there for 500 years, but they do these flashbacks to the Crusade, which really, for the most part, is the most impressive looking piece of the movie. And that's not saying much. That's not saying a whole lot. But, I mean, it it looked time period correct. I'll give them that. You know, I'm kind of giving them the halfway thumbs up on that. But, like... The the bendy bendy swords and the floppy axes that people are swinging in the air that they're having these like big crusade battles, they're trying to do Braveheart and Three Hundred, but like the swords are flippity flopping in the air, they're obviously like rubber and plastic.
0: (laughs) Oh, you give this scene so much more credit than I do. Yeah. So so Baldwin gets back to his father's place and he finds this this book of that tells the story of the Medici fighters, and so he's going to regale us with this tale. But then it's totally just a Monty Python sketch that went bad. Um, It's kind of a mix (laughs) between, um, you know, your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. Like, that's what they look like. And then you have them acting like the Spanish crusade Um, (laughs) and the Spanish Inquisition. And nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. And it's just a blend of those two with them trying to do this seriously. But, yeah, with (laughs) with bendy swords and people just falling all over themselves and pretending to hit things and falling over and oh my God. And then there's random chickens that they just throw in the middle of the scene too, that <laughs> the they chickens. focus on. Why, why are there chickens? I don't understand.
2: Yeah. Those chickens were pissed off. You could tell the way they, they were flopping <laughs> around and they, their feathers were flying. They were pissed. They're like, nope, no, I did not agree to be in a Stephen Baldwin <laughs> movie. Fuck you you know what the
0: beautiful part of that is? So he's reading from this book. So in this guy's just telling of this tale, there had to have been a line that was like, and then the chickens, the chickens were there and witnessed it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: and then we got my favorite line of, of dialogue when they're getting ready, him and his wife to be, I, I think her, the character's name was Laura. I did I didn't care to write any of these characters names down. I, I, I haphazardly remembered a couple of them, but I think her name was Laura. <laughs> yeah. And it's never explained what she does. It's never explained really like who she is or what, what she does. But he wants to bring her with on the, the expedition to go, you know, <laughs> snorkeling. And he just goes, uh, she's uh, real smart. And they just cut. They, they don't like have it, like no other lines of dialogues, no nothing from the other guy. Just she's uh, real smart. And like that script is real dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, so
0: part of the way he describes her too, kind of before that, is she's an expert in the medieval time period. Like, yes, they. they that's that's not how history works. Like, he, yeah, there's a time period, but most people, if you're going to specialize in something, is much more specific than just during this time period. You know, it's either specific years or certain reigns. Or you know the the history of certain lands, or how things came to be, or you know something more specific than just a uh, expert in a bi- medieval time bi- period. Yeah, that that that's it. That
2: that's what yeah. she's doing. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's like just a character choice or something Baldwin decided he was going to do, but like he he stumbles over his lines several times in this movie, and they like leave it in. He's always like, uh, well, I, 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 what I meant was, you know, he's always stumbling over his words and I just purely wonder if they were just, you know, one take masters. They just took one take of everything they're like, listen, that's (laughs) the best we got. We'll
0: we'll cut in a lot of B footage, a lot of that, uh, just stock footage that we got of, of Venice or of the shark. We'll just throw that in there. It's fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll pad it out with that. And I'll do they because there's something else this movie does Whoa. that I, I love in, in bad movies like this. They use the same repeated shots of the sharks over and over and over again. <laughs> and let's talk about the, the the actual shark footage. Now, for the longest time in, in the movie, there's, there's a certain point where we do get CGI sharks. But for the majority of the time, for the, about two-thirds of the movie, you do get real footage of real sharks. The problem well- is... But what they do, like they do in 99% of these movies, they use a lot, and I do mean a lot, of stock footage. And for the first at least two-thirds of the movie, it's all stock footage. So you're getting real footage of real sharks, or at least animatronics. There's not a whole lot of CGI. There's a couple Mm -hmm. of bad, bad CGI shots. We'll talk about those as well. (laughs) But the, the stock footage, when they're showing you know, intercutting shots of the sharks following them they're 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 going through the canal they're on a boat they're and then there's you know they're they're scuba diving and everything and the the shots don't match even slightly like in one shot the water's nice and clear another <laughs> shot it's blue another shot is murky and green like somebody pureed broccoli into it it's oh <laughs> uh, Yes, it's, it's, it's just, it, I mean, I, I give them kudos for inserting shots of real sharks into it. But after about 30 seconds of the shit, you realize like, oh, this is all just stock footage. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Definitely the same shots. And then they're going to reverse a couple shots. And then if they could figure out to put it upside down for a while, I think they would have tried that, too. Um, But I so so one of the first times we see the shark with Stephen Baldwin in the beginning or kind of in his part is they're on the boat. They decide they're going to go try to find this this scuba diving spot, and he sees it from the back of their boat. And yeah. part of the part of the one running gags in this movie are all the officials in Venice are like, "There's no sharks in Venice. There's no sharks in Venice," yeah. um, as a a way to try and promote commercialism and tourism. Is that you know, even though we're surrounded by water, there's no sharks, so it's safe. But so he sees this fucker off the back of the boat and doesn't say anything. He just looks forward <laughs> and is just like, eh, "Yeah, okay."
2: Yep, there's um, a shark fin, definitely.
0: Yeah. So then he makes the comment of like, "Oh, we're we're I'm just going to be very quick." I was like, "Oh, oh, Stevie B, we know you're quick. We don't have to worry about that. Just don't <laughs> worry
2: about it." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment he jumps back into the water, you know, why would you blow off seeing the shark? right before diving in i mean within 15 seconds the next scene he's diving into the water and yeah he just says i'll i'll just be quick oh all right i i guess if you say so and this is about the part when i had to make a note here was like why do i feel like this is not what venice looks like underwater (laughs) yeah like i i've seen a few specials on on venice you know in, in my in my day no, never, never, never seen shots that look like that. But then again, you know, maybe I'm the asshole. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he is only about what, 10 feet down and he starts seeing long lost pottery um, that has been gone unnoticed and untouched for all of this time. So who knows, maybe Venice is just secretly storing all the Venetians, just have all of their secret pottery 10
2: feet underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's also the point where we get our first really bad green screen shot of him in the back of the boat, re- reading a map, like he is holding out the Bible. <laughs> you know, he's like carefully folding it and putting it away. And it's like, why is just this one insert shot of Baldwin green screened? The other ones are obviously not in real and done on the boat, but for some reason they maybe they couldn't get him to go on the boat that day. I don't know, but <laughs> it, it, it was definitely nos- noticeable.
0: Yeah. Well, and then I, I will say so shortly after this, while they're in the water, um, Pietro gets attacked by the shark. And so it's one of those like, yeah, you think again, you'd show a little bit of remorse if you're Stephen Baldwin. Like, you saw this shark and you just let this dude get decimated by it. And you're just like, oh, yep,
2: say Levy. I'm just going to keep swimming. Lululu. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to give a shit. I mean, he do- do- dove into the water you know, knowing that for a while that he, there's a shark been following them. He's obviously not too bright.
1: No, yeah.
2: no. Yeah. Oh, and oh, it, I didn't make a, a specific note about any dialogue in general, but my God, is there some inane and nonsensical fucking dialogue in this movie? Like, everybody is just like, I, I feel like they're just like in a high school play. They would didn't think they were really in a movie,
0: <laughs> yeah. i I think one of the things that leads to that. so so they just tell him that the shark ate this other guy. And then he Stephen Baldwin has to be all prophetic, I guess. I don't know what he was trying for. Um, and it's just like grande to great Blanco. And that's supposed to mean it was a great white shark. So his girlfriend is able to translate the two words of Italian they taught him for that line.
2: <laughs> hey, he worked all night remembering those two words.
0: Yeah, he did. They didn't even show him saying it, so that means he read that right off the card.
2: Yeah, that's true. They didn't they didn't show him saying that, did they? Oh, damn.
0: They tried to all give right. him the cue cards underwater, but the words got too watery.
2: <laughs> they got too they they bled out, man. The waterlogged, yep. Oh. And I, I, I love the, the, the fact here, again, you know, have to say here, praise Jeebus. The music is so bad. It's so <laughs> or- orchestral and swelling. You feel like you're watching an Avengers movie, and but the excitement is not there on the screen. And uh, I, I, I have to s- 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 say the fact that when he gets bit by the shark, like he finds the treasure He's in these, like, catacombs. There's, you know, there's labyrinths and catacombs and everything, you know, that's so hard to find. But he finds it, manages to fall back into the water, and gets his ass bit. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure they fucked up. I, I don't know if I want to watch this movie again to confirm it. But I'm, like, pretty sure that when he gets bit in the shot, when he, he's actually getting bit by the shark, it's biting him on the right side but for the rest of the movie, his, his wounds are on the left shoulder. So maybe, maybe I'm messing up there. I don't know. But like he gets his ass bit by the shark and then just happens to pass out and go into a coma for like a couple of days, just from a shark bite to the shoulder makes you go comatose. Is that accurate?
0: That's probably more accurate than most of the things in this movie. (laughs) I'm sure a shark would do some damage. But yeah, so I mean, they they also try to to build this tension with what this this treasure is, you know, that they're looking for, which again, obviously, not very well hidden. If this guy on his first dive there is like, oh, there it is, um, but you know, the the thing he reads in Latin on it is, here walk the dead, um, before all the the sharks start getting bitey bitey with it.
2: Yeah, again, why read the Latin? If you read the Latin, you die in, in movies like this. But then again, hey, I'm I'm rooting for it at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. There aren't any characters that I don't care if the shark eats them.
2: Yeah, there's not a single character to, to care about in this movie that where you don't just like, yeah, yeah become a a buffet for these motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so he gets bit, and so he then climbs up this tunnel like well kind of thing. Um, And then all of a sudden he finds it. He finds all the things that he's looking for. And oh, the angel music kicks into high gear.
2: Oh, and they spend a good, uh, I want to say a good 10% of their budget on fake cobwebs in this scene. One layer of them, (laughs) one layer of them. they got, they got these at a dollar tree special. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. They put the cobwebs on the treasure and on the statues. But there's no other cobwebs in the entire place.
2: No, no. And let's talk about the something that happens when he gets past the cobwebs. He encounters a couple of really rickety, rinky-dink looking traps that in <laughs> Indiana Jones could have, like, you know, solved and gotten past no problem easy enough, you know, third grade level. The, I mean, like when the pendulum swings down and almost takes off his head i'm just like damn we almost had (laughs) the end roll credits (laughs) but it's just so it's so idiotic it's just like they were trying for i didn't get like i wanted to be in on the pitch meeting for this movie (laughs) <laughs> All right, we got, we got an Indiana Jones type. He's going for buried treasure in Venice, the you own know, Last Crusade, you know, what we're doing here. And there's sharks and there's underwater <laughs> adventures. Oh, great. Well, who are we getting to star in it? <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> you
0: uh, know, about 60 names were tossed out before they got to old Stevie there.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, pro- probably. But amazingly, probably. his schedule was open for it, so. Well, you know, everybody needs beer money for the month. <laughs> oh, but Oof. when he wakes up in the hospital and just like immediately wakes up two seconds later, the, the what passes for cops in Italy, I guess you know, a guy in a business business suit and a, and a bad comb over comes in and is like, "We need you to sign a confidentiality agreement." And he's like, "People are dead, and you still don't care, man." We're <laughs> leaving. You know, it's just like. It, it, with all the emotion of of dead muskrat, you know. And <laughs> well, this is and where it, I nicknamed him Beady Eyed Little Rabbit Eyed by Esther Baldwin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it's it's funny too because you know, we talked about the shark bite. He gets bit by the shark and then he goes and like climbs up this well and does these things. And then after that is when he lands in the hospital too. And so, right. you know, it's just delayed
2: coma. But didn't he get bit a second time? Didn't the shark attack him a second time? Or was that him was that him flashing back as he was passing out? I don't know.
0: I think it was a second bite.
2: I mean, it's just because they use the same shots over and over again so much in this movie, I couldn't really tell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, which then, you know, apparently a shark can bite one shoulder and it's fine, but he bites the other shoulder and that leads to coma. So uh, there's there's rules here, Cam. There's rules.
2: Yeah like the rules that they're going to show you flashbacks of shit that happened five minutes ago happened on, happened on camera and we're going to show it to you again five minutes later. I love that. I love being recycled footage. I mean, like if you took all the recycled footage out of this movie, I don't think it would have made what 87 minutes that it was. It'd probably be (laughs) like 77 minutes.
0: Well, and at that point they're just like, eh, we know the audience is on their phone. They probably missed this. Let's just show it to them one more time. So they see this was an important piece.
2: Yeah, we spent a lot of money on buying this stock footage shot. Exactly. They're going to watch it, damn you. You will watch this. We're going to hate fuck you with this stock footage. <laughs> oh, At that but, point,
0: the audience is more invested in the commercials for Lay's that show up in the middle of it.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I'd be more interested in seeing the Lay's commercial again than <laughs> seeing, this, <laughs> seeing this movie again. I can't say, I shouldn't say that because it's it was some... Good.
0: I was just gonna say it was fun like it's it's not a great movie but if you've got a couple drinks in you and just look for just pure mindless entertainment it's pretty funny uh,
2: I just love the, 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 everybody is really trying here you can tell everybody's trying like even Baldwin is giving it a all but his all is you know at about you know three percent capacity <laughs> you know his, <laughs> yeah. his, his give a damn got up and left man uh.
0: Well, and I'm, I'm pretty positive too. Like you said, I didn't want to go back and rewatch this, but they've got, you know, the stock footage of, of the shark eating Stephen Baldwin at this point. And so blood's everywhere. And then they, one of the shark shots is like the shark eating a boat. And you're like, well, where the fuck did the boat come from? He's just swimming in the water. There isn't anything else there. And then all of a sudden you see more more shots of, you know, four different sharks that are eating this guy. And then all of a sudden you see this leg that gets like like the shark just bit this leg and it's like floating to the bottom of the ocean.
1: Yeah. But Stephen
0: Baldwin didn't lose a leg. So I'm not sure whose leg was just randomly falling from the sky either.
2: Yeah. Yeah. it's never explained who who got killed in that scene, if anybody. Uh, yeah, where do they come from? That, that is a question I, I, I'm, I would have to ask this writer and director. If apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently, Stephen Baldwin is opposed to an oxygen tank because obviously his brain doesn't need oxygen, uh, just sticks a spare leg in the back of it.
2: Yeah, just and yeah, th- there you, you go.
0: Never know. You might need one.
2: And then we get, uh, not shortly after this, is when we get this nonsensical scene, this insert scene of a couple necking by the, by the canal and we get our <laughs> first real glimpse of CGI sharks with a bunch of CGI splashy splashy water that you you know, I know I'd be willing to bet my pinky toe on it that this was something that was like afterwards or like listen we need shots of the sharks fucking killing people in the city we definitely need that okay it's, this was definitely filmed afterwards no doubt about it
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely
2: oh but it, it's it's kind of funny because you know the the clemenza guy the the mafioso guy takes uh tries to offer to Steven Baldwin's character to go down and take him toward the treasure is he'll give him mm-hmm. was it 10 20% of it i can't remember 10% i think yeah a- and then the cops try to say that you know they're going to arrest Baldwin i don't i don't get how this works for being offered a job by a mafioso guy not not for doing the job for being offered the job and turning the job down they're like we could arrest you for things like that we take the mafia very serious here I'm like wait a minute so if somebody i'm walking down the street and somebody offers me a uh, an illegal job and I don't take it I'm in trouble yeah right and and
0: basically you know Steven turns him down and the mafioso guy is like well you don't want to disappoint me right And then the cops are obviously like swarm, swarm, swarm. That's enough to get this asshole out of here. Um, but yeah, they, they never explain like what the charges are or like why they're bringing him in. Um, but you know, as, as we'll come back later in this, Stephen Baldwin doesn't say shit either. Like he doesn't say what he's doing or why he's there or why he needed to talk to this boss. He kept his mouth shut. Um, Which, I don't know if that just honked them off or what, but was would turn out to be a, you would think would be a smart move, but it never comes back to play into the movie.
2: No, no, not at all. And then we, this is the scene, this is the scene I think that pisses me off the most. Because I think they were trying for, we're going to make sure everybody knows that we have, you know, an Indiana Jones in Stephen Baldwin here because they do the Mac, the Marion scene in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where they kidnap Marion. They kidnap <laughs> Laura, the love of his life, by just simply tapping her on the head, throwing <laughs> her over her shoulder, and they. Baldwin down to the ground with one punch. They knock him out. <laughs> and he's just laying there holding his face, kind of like, oh, and rubbing his jaw. And it's just like, this was not the like uh, the 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 scene that I think that they were were thoughting that <laughs> <laughs> the scene that they were thinking it was going to be, but it's just like you know he's, he's Baldwin's wearing that form fitting shirt on, on a physique. You know I'm not trying to body shame here, man, but damn, you look like that. Don't 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 wear you know something you would wear on the you know, while you're you know sitting on a Bowflex or something. That's just not. <laughs>
0: Well, and I think one of my favorite lines in the movie, too, is like after after that happens, um, there's the line of he is worse than any shark. He'll own you. And it's like, oh, my God. OK, that that's a little over the tar- top of trying to just pull in this shark idea into this kidnapping.
2: Oh, Yeah they really they thought they were you know these guys are low rent mafioso dudes and they think they're you know playing off like the the, the Nazis and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade that just they're just not that badass
0: <laughs> they're the three stooges i mean the guy's got a gun and he's just like not even looking where he's pointing he's just holding the gun and then he's looking around other places like uh, yeah don't do that
2: that's not how it works uh, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that makes you go, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they kidnap Laura and I'm, I, I, I'm so invested in this movie or so not invested. I should say that. I'm like, I, I don't care if he gets her back at this point, you know, we'll reveal eventually that, you know what happens, but if, if he was never to see her again and she just became shark food, I I, I wouldn't, wouldn't care that much.
0: I, I think we already know she's got questionable taste. We know she's with Stephen Baldwin. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the great minds of our time on the medieval t- time stuff is uh, gonna be lost there.
2: No, no. And I gotta ask you, hun, all right. I gotta ask you a question. Would you think of random uh, people in the canal dying part two inter inter? cut with the, the footage that is clearly done out in the middle of the ocean.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean the shark footage extravaganza? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, like you said, when you can't even color correct it so that the water is the same color as what you're filming on different shots, uh, probably doesn't look super uh, coherent. Uh, oh, no, yeah, it I doesn't. Mean, Yeah, it doesn't. It totally doesn't. It just looks like a hodgepodge mess of different shark shots. Now, some of the shots are cool looking, which is why they picked them, but there's no cohesive narrative to the shots that are being entered. It's just like sharky, shark, shark, blood, shark, shark.
2: Yeah, it's like close up of shark eating some chum, close up of a shark chewing on a boat, close up of a shark (laughs) swimming in the water. And there's never, even the blood level in the water, the CGI blood that they do doesn't match because in one shot, it'll just be blood free (laughs) and be like, wait a minute, now there's no blood. Like it it was, it was a red tomato jacuzzi in there a second ago. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the gondola shots were really cool, but obviously, uh, yeah, the gondolas don't play a factor at all into the destruction. Like all of a sudden you just see the sharks, you know, like, like you said, like, flailing and jumping and and coming out of the water and eating chum and you're like yeah that that's obviously nowhere near where the fuck you are
2: (laughs) yeah because then they would show shots of like the gondolas and the people in the canal and be like what? that doesn't match like no
0: that's not it that's That's not it doesn't match at all (sighs) and now the police must investigate the unprecedented amount of people that are missing because that's all that venice will say of course
2: yeah, that's all they'll say on the subject. And is this the point, hun? I'm not sure what you think about this, Patty. But yeah. should, we, should we tell them that it, it kind of morphs into a Mission Impossible movie for about a hot two minutes?
0: Uh, it, it tries. I feel like <laughs> it tried to morph and it got like halfway through and it got stuck. And Stephen Baldwin was like, oh, oh pull me back. Pull me back. <laughs> pull
2: it. me back. Yeah, because they're supposed to be – there's guys rappelling down the walls and into the room, and they're doing – he's trying to be all sneaky, sneaky, trying to knock a guy out with a vase, and Stephen Baldwin about gets his ass handed to him because, you know, Stephen Baldwin can't – he can't act, let alone, like, stunt work or fight or anything. He – it's – I love – he goes running out the room. He tries to, like, knock out the first guy. He runs out, runs past the doorman who gets shot and killed. And he yells at the other guy as he's running down the hall. He's got a gun. Wait, what about the guy that you let get blasted with machine gun fire that you just like ran right the fuck past? First guy, don't give a fuck.
0: (laughs) He's totally culpable in like three murders in this movie. And he's supposed to be the protagonist with this. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's got this this just restless night of sleep. And so then he tries to like throw a lamp, too. But the lamp breaks and. Yeah, so then he lets this this police officer who hears the commotion come in and just lets this dude get blown away um, and does the same for the doorman. So you've got the Pietro who got eaten by the shark and then these two uh police officers that die because he just isn't willing to speak up to be like, oh, bad shit's happening.
2: Yeah, he waits till one of them gets blown away to yell, oh, wait, he's got a gun. It's like, wait, it's kind of like the old Robin Williams joke. <laughs> Stop or I'll shoot yeah it yeah, just uh, don't make any sense. No
0: Well, and then you have we have this this shot of Stephen Baldwin running down the streets of Venice. but Ooh, the uh, one where he's running towards
2: the camera, is that what we're yeah, yeah, oh, so yeah,
0: it's a point of view shot where he's running towards the camera. But it, it, you can tell this is the farthest that Stephen Baldwin has run in all of his life combined. And like, it's just, like, a little toddler who's learning to walk for the first time, and their feet start to get ahead of them. And all of a sudden, like, the top half of them starts going a little faster than the bottom half of them. And that's how I would describe him running down these streets. I'm
2: just like, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit. And his facial expressions while running, I I, I don't know what what that's called. <laughs> it's, it's not acting, and it's not any emotion that I've ever seen on a human being's face before,
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's,
2: it's obviously funny because like there's this long foot chase that's going through, you know, alleys, streets, farmers markets and whatnot, you know, in, in and out of different buildings, you know, it, it goes on forever. It's a great foot chase. Yeah. well Not great, but it's a long foot chase. But, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say the close-ups, it's obvious that they're using for all the wide shots, there's a lot of wide shots where it's obviously not Stephen Baldwin as a stunt double, and then they will cut to a close-up of him running into a close-up and then running right out. <laughs> but they use the same shot over and over again. Like a couple of times they they flip reverse it. It's oh this mwah, chef's kiss to bad filmmaking
0: yeah yeah so so you see this the cgi person running and then all of a sudden it cuts to him like not sweaty not out of breath not anything just like looking morosely at the camera just "Mm," pouty lips and then all of a sudden he (laughs) takes off running again but like in that scene like he's sweaty and drippy and looks like he's gonna collapse of a heart attack any second and then cut back to the nice smooth pouty faced model look but I will say the other thing I really enjoy about that chase scene is so they go through this restaurant and there's like a cart that's filled with boxes. And obviously Stephen Baldwin was supposed to run into these boxes and like kind of tumble or do something. And like, you can see him, he kind of stops, picks up a box and like chucks it. And then like, right. Kind of like parkours by the, the
1: little (laughs) cart. You're
0: like, that's definitely not how that was scripted. Um, But you see these two other, my guess is probably like an actual like mafia Don who's sitting in the restaurant who is not phased at all by all the shit that's going on. He's just sitting there eating his pasta, drinking his wine. And you're like, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just Tuesday. Just another dude running through. It's fine.
2: Yeah. Mob dudes don't give a fuck about a foot chase. (laughs) They're smoking their cigars, eating their pasta and just having a good time. (laughs) Speaking of things that don't make sense. All right. We get a fight scene coming up here. A one-on-one fight scene with one of the, the mob guys, one of Clemenza's men and Steven Baldwin. And he, he if, there, there's no chainsaw? dialogue. Yeah. Chainsaw. scene. <laughs> and like when he picks up a little mini table, a little end table that <sighs> the guy, obviously this, you know, cuts right through. And then he picks up a wooden chair, to fight off of a a chainsaw. And he, Th- then he picks up that that board that he swings around like he's afraid to swing it. He's swinging <laughs> it like with all the conviction of somebody who's afraid he's gonna, like a little kid who's gonna like put out somebody's eye. Like I didn't do it, Joey did it. <laughs> but like when he gets a hold of the guy and manages to get the upper hand, all he can say is, "Where is she?" and then he just says it louder and and just a little more a little more intensely i'll give him that he does say it a little more yeah. intensely but just over and over where is she where is she and he turns on this table saw that, that, yeah. that like he's going to like he's it, it turns on the blade and look like it's it's a real saw with a real blade spinning very close to this guy's head uh, uh, even if it was only for a second I, like you can believe that this guy for even a hot second let <laughs> Someone like Stephen Baldwin operate a table saw anywhere near his head, even with a rubber blade. You know, I wouldn't. No, no, just right. not going to trust it. No, not at all.
0: Yeah, agreed. Like, oh my god, it and it's again just so cringy. Of you know the the scene, he is with the chainsaw. He goes to hit him with the chair. While he's hitting him with the chair, the guy's not even holding the chainsaw anymore. Like that's just kind of the level of continuity oh. <laughs> that those fight scenes were holding. Um, and then you had the big people on the bike that were going to come chase him down. And you're like, yeah. Oh, they tried to make this so Stephen Baldwin out runs and out hides a motorcycle. He just plays hide and seek with the motorcycle.
2: Oh yeah, and and then there's no really rhyme or reason to what follows next. When he, you know, he hops on a boat, is this all of a sudden he's on a boat, he's going to where he thinks they're holding Laura, or where they're holding something, There's it's never explained, so you don't know why, why he's going there, or what the hell he's going there for. Well, that's the, uh,
0: the information that he beats out of the guy, is that's that it's right. okay? boat, yeah.
2: Okay, I'll give him that much, I'll give him that much. I, I I well I was probably admittedly not paying the amount of attention that I needed <laughs> to for, for five seconds and I actually missed a plot point. Oh damn! So, but, but it's okay. But, they'll
0: show you that stock footage again four times. So
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming well, at back. least 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 four times. But then Baldwin <laughs> gets knocked out and gets a black hood put over his head and they throw him into a boat and they're going to take him. A way to go see Laura, and you know, because Clemenza was waiting on him, so he's basically, you know, it's the point, you know, you know, go diving for this treasure. I'm going to kill the girl, and it's just for one scene to another. The they I mean, they obviously put the 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 black hood on his head so that he can't see where he's being taken, <laughs> and then the very next scene, he's laying unconscious in the boat. They're they're arriving at the secret location, and the black hood's gone. This is like it's- did they just take it off midway?
0: It's like they put it on him to like knock him in the head, and they're like, "Oh, okay, he's unconscious. Just take the hood off. We're fine."
2: Yep. That. Uh, I guess that's it.
0: <laughs> these are these are not the henchmen that I would want working for me. That's all I can say.
2: No, no. That's God. No, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't give any of these guys a mop job. I wouldn't trust nope. them pushing a the broom. Yep. <laughs> but um, the one thing I, I don't get here is. Uh, Clemens is talking to, to, to David, Stephen Baldwin's character and he reveals, you know, his evil plan that he, you know, he wants the the, the treasures, you know, cause he's evil and he, he wants money, but he had also, you know, uh, sabotaged, you know, he, he had sent his, his father down there, Stephen Baldwin's father and they're knowing that he had the sharks because he's the one that put them there. He bred them just for that. Mm-hmm. He calls them his watchdogs. So there is a little bit of, you know, Underlying subterfuge going on here. You know he's a bad guy doing bad shit, but the, you know now you at least understand why there are sharks in Venice. But when Baldwin finds us out, he's like, "So you sabotage me?" He's like, "Are you, you know, uh, you know, turned your back on my father?" You're like, "Or you, you know, you uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here?" Uh, uh, yeah, like you, know.
0: you knew this might kill my father. Yeah, yeah, and
2: he's like, "So you know, you send him in there." Knowing he might die, and he's like, Yes, and Stephen Baldwin does not show an ounce of anything. You just no. found out this is the guy that killed your father, and nothing, not a lick. His expression does not change.
0: He he takes a step forward, you know, in the obligatory, I'm gonna go fight you. Um, and then they have two people just half you know, hold him back, quote quote. Um, which, yeah, I, I think I could have just put my pinky finger out on his chest and it would have held him back for as much emotion as he was showing there.
2: Yeah. But, but then Clemenza walks right up to him anyway, you know, within a foot of him, where Baldwin could reach him and, and do what he was wanting to do five seconds ago. Just kind of like a nana nana boo boo. And here I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I'd walk up to Stephen Baldwin too. Like yeah, really, I, I, you, you're supposed to be the intimidating factor. No, I got your lady. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'd i step up to him, too. I don't think I'd be intimidated.
0: Yeah. So then, you know, Baldwin finally says, you know, I need to see my lady before this can go any further. And so he beckons for her. And initially you're like, uh, but how how did she just walk out all by herself without anybody there? But, oh, shit, lady cop's there, too.
2: Maybe uh, cops in She's in, on, in it. on it too. Yep, she's in on it. She she's just uh, everybody has sold poor Baldwin under under the, the rug for this one. So they're gonna send him down back into the, the canals to go find the treasure since he's the only man that can do it. You know, it's, it's been there for hundreds of years, many have tried, but you know, he, he's he's the man, he's the one that's gonna do this. Uh, but I
0: have to I have to ask though. Okay, so this is the super secret villain plan, right? So he finds this treasure. He has to know where it's at, right? Uh, Because he then puts the sharks around it. So he knows the treasure's there. He guards it with the sharks and then gets the treasure out. Yeah. Why did you not just get the treasure before you brought the sharks in?
2: I I don't know. (laughs) It seems counterproductive, doesn't it, hon?
0: Yeah, like, I'm going to bring sharks in to guard this, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot. They're going to keep me from it, too. So I'm just going to send these people that are obviously meaningless to me in to go grab this money. Like, what do I... and, and no, brain fried, yeah. brain fried.
2: He's about on the level of uh, uh, Dr. Evil intelligence, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's about <laughs> – because I need sharks with freaking lasers. So
0: speaking of that, so he tries he, he tries to show Stephen Baldwin just how ferocious his sharks are to try and be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to feed your lady to the sharks oh. if you don't do what I'm supposed to. So he takes this like just flat steak that's, I don't know, just like a normal like sandwich size, like six, yeah. eight ounce kind of piece of meat, takes it with a pair of tongs and tosses it into this tank where the sharks are and nothing happens like a shark just kind nope. of comes up and it's just like nom nom and then like <laughs> goes away no splishing no splashing no fights no tearing no blood no nothing and it's like no that was that supposed to be intimidating
2: <laughs> i've been like yeah i could eat that steak with the same amount of ferocity <laughs> you know right Oh, uh, but that's what, it ta- that's what it takes to get him into the water with the, the, the other sharks that aren't in captivity, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I love when he says he throws in the obligatory lines. The dialogue is so great. Clemenza says, remember, I have the girl. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking forget. Well, then again, I am, you know, we're t- talking about it from that point of view. He'd be like, yeah, I am Stephen Paul when I might forget, you know, then who, and who she stand- is.
0: And she's standing right next to him. Like, mm-hmm. they're in the same shot. How, yeah, I, is his vision bad in one eye that he doesn't see her in the other eye? Like, what the hell? And then, uh, you know, he has to go and check on her. Of Like, baby, baby, are you all right? I love you. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> poor, oh, he had that written into the scene. He wrote that written into the movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried to have it written out, but <laughs> she, she, it didn't work. Please don't make me kiss him, please. Oh, uh, but once they get in the water... And they, I mean, he, he obviously, you know, like had to go through all these tunnels, these twists and turns. There's a labyrinth down there. He, he finds it in five minutes. So <laughs> he brings in Team B with him, but most of the Team B gets eaten and killed by fucking sharks before they get there. And doesn't he... When he ends up getting there, there's like one dude left with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, <sighs> you're sacrificing your own dudes with your own sharks. Like... Bad plan, dude. Bad, bad evil plan.
2: Regroup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This seems kind of productive. It's like losing a lot of uh, overhead and a lot of man hours and a lot of lot, lot of overhead. A lot of overhead. And this is where I made a, a, a silly little note, but Stephen Baldwin has a stupid fucking face and he just can't <laughs> stunt at all.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's just me picking on him because, oh, damn it. I can't help myself. <laughs> and, like, you know, and of course, you know, uh, when he gets there with the one guy, what happens? The guy, you know, now that they've found the, the, the treasure, that there's one guy left, that means they don't need him anymore. So we have another really bad fight scene, which is where I say he just can't stunt at all. He just can't. <laughs> he, yeah. His facial expressions when he's kicking and, and throwing punches and shit is legendary and i mean legendary in the way that it is so freaking bad when he picks up the sword with the flippity floppity blade and the other guy picks up the <laughs> the the uh, the axe he picks up this sword like he's gonna swing it like the highlander and the motherfucker like gets it knocked out of his hands in the first time and i'm like uh, and he starts throwing those haymaker punches it's so badly stunted oh jeez. <laughs>
0: Uh, the The other over the top thing that I really enjoyed was um, when the other guy is in the water and he shoots like a, a a I don't know if it's supposed to be like an exploding arrow or something. and you know they're supposed to be super far underwater, but somehow there's still an explosion of fire under the water and it, yeah, ripples no. up above the water and just blows the shark to smithereens. Oh, that's not how science works either
2: no no and i love it like you know he makes that rambo run for that that little like tunnel when the explosion's getting ready to happen and he just happens to land in the water where his <laughs> diving equipment just happens to be just floating yep. there waiting for him like he just left it there like it, it was perfectly just floating in the water right there Yeah, because you, know, you know science and physics and stuff like that you know Exactly. Especially when I think he, like, totally took it off in a different fucking area. But, you no, know, maybe I'm paying attention too much. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Too much thought put into this.
2: But the part that gets me, this is just, oh, it's, again, this is a <laughs> mwah, chef's kiss of bad movie making. When Stephen Baldwin makes it up to the, the surface and he's Clemenza's got his gun on Laura and he's like, you know, I went to my treasure, give it to me now or I'll kill her. And he's like, let her go. You can find it for yourself. Just, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, maybe I was paying way too much attention to his wardrobe in this movie, but Jesus.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, he tried. He tried.
2: uh, You know who didn't try? The, whoever's in charge of wardrobe. They didn't try. They didn't try at all. Oh, thank you. Uh, but gosh, we get some more bad fighting between Clemenza and, uh, you know, uh, old Stephen Baldwin. And then lady cop t- turns out is having a change of heart, even though she's been working with these guys the whole time. She can't watch any more. These people die. I mean, it just took what the last four nameless fucking people in the movie to die by shark attack. And that's what put her over the edge. But, I, 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 at first I was given this movie a little less credit than it deserved because then all of a sudden the SWAT team starts showing up. you know, And <laughs> cop after cop after cop starts showing up there's in this so fucking many. place. They're rappelling down walls and coming down from the ceiling and it's like over and over there's boats of people just showing up and machine guns. And then there's a pretty, I, I will give the movie the credit here. It has a pretty uh, well orchestrated uh, gunfight by the fact that Most of the shots are done practical. It doesn't look like CGI gunfire, so I will give them at least that much credit. But what I can't give credit for is the lazy screenwriting of, like, how did the, like, SWAT team know to show up there?
0: The only thing I can figure is that she was wired, that she wore a wire to it. And so then they saw that she was, or, like, heard that she was shot and then decided to swarm in.
2: That's true. She they did. They did start to show right after the the guy shot the henchman shot her in the back.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I Although don't, they never show her being wired.
2: Her, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's me putting those pieces together. That's not the movie <laughs> putting those. pieces <laughs> that's,
2: together. that's neither the director, the actors, or or the screenwriters, or anybody. But I, I think they spent the uh, the majority of their budget in this final shootout. I mean, there's just people getting blown away. It just seems to go on and on. Like, they thought they were making a John Woo action movie, but they were just making made for TV, to be quite honest.
0: With so many cops that swarm in. So many. It's just a, like, this was all of Italy's police force that came through in this one day.
2: Yeah, like everybody in, in no, this was everybody in Venice that had a gun. They just said, "Listen, show up, please. <laughs> we need extras. We need you. We'll push on we'll, uh, one side with shotguns, and the other side with Uzis, and we'll have you repel down a wall. You know it, uh... <laughs> And in the meanwhile, Stephen Baldwin and Clemenza are, are fighting underwater, and they don't. like they, they pop up for air like once, <laughs> but uh, they're just fighting and fighting, and it, it it's just a lot of flailing going on in in the in the air and in the water. But when Clemenza gets it, it's really nonsense. it's nonsense. The big oh, great yeah. white shark starts biting on him and he starts stabbing it with a knife going down like uh Quint and Jaws. But it's just it's, you know, for a guy who's supposed to be the lead villain, it just nothing really happens. Very a bit of blood. Yeah. And the only thing worse than watching Stephen Baldwin run or watching Stephen Baldwin act, or watching Stephen Baldwin fight is watching Stephen Baldwin trying to swim. <laughs>
1: oh uh,
2: my yeah, favorite shot tried. though. My favorite shot of the movie is that final shark shot where they have that slightly underwater shark uh, underwater shot of the shark gulping down its food, like and you can clearly tell it's in the middle of the ocean, not in that little like pool area that uh, Clemenza had his sharks yeah. in. Yep. Oh, it's great. Oh,
0: oh yeah, it's a- this- this movie didn't care. It just didn't care. It's like it has a fucking shark in the scene. What do you want? I don't understand.
2: Uh, and that's essentially what the, the, pretty much the end of the movie. I mean, they're 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 taking away Lady Cop, uh, you know, bad acting Lady Cop away on a stretcher cuz she's going to make it. Then she's a hero Steven now. Baldwin, yeah, she's a hero now because she, you know, she she led the cops there and she she found her way before she got shot i guess you know but stephen baldwin and his lady friend take about 10 steps away and he pulls this big luxurious necklace <laughs> out he's like didn't this look good with a wedding dress and they had this the most idiotic kiss that i've ever seen committed to celluloid t- tell that there was absolutely no chemistry no chemistry. it's just like those also, lips were
0: tighter no, than hell
2: Oh, no shit. Yeah, there there was no parting of lips in that scene. But my God, it, it's, it's well, just then, kind of... good. Go I
0: was going to say, and then you have the the final line from her of like, you know, we're going to get married, but we're not going to honeymoon in Venice. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And then we do get a bit of a, a post-cred or a mid-cred scene of a random guy on a gondola having a shark jump up out of the water and eat his head. And that's pretty much, you know, it, I mean, that's, 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 I I don't, I don't believe there was a post cred scene. And uh, Yeah. That was sharks in Venice. or shark in Venice. Um, depending on where you look, apparently like
0: there are several places where it's listed as sharks in Venice, but most places have it listed as shark in Venice. And so,
1: yeah, I,
0: I think again, that tells you just the level and, quality of movie that we're talking about when you can't even agree on the title.
2: All right. And you know, uh, they obviously couldn't agree on on much anything because they were, I don't don't know what kind of film they were making. (laughs) There's really not much uh, trivia in this movie, other than the fact that they, even though it was uh, says shark in Venice, it is mostly film in Bulgaria and a couple of the, uh, the characters are named after famous Italian football players. Uh, Names that I can't pronounce or even attempt to without sounding like an idiot. So I'm not going to, (laughs) Uh,
1: but uh, should
2: we rate our, uh, how how should we do this on? Should we rate our drink first or rate our rate? The movie first. Let's do do the the movie first.
0: first. Yeah. Movie first. And then we can, you can talk a little bit about what's in the drink.
2: All right. Well, yeah. You want to go first?
0: Sure. And so as, as lovely cam knows, I am a sucker for all bad shark movies. Like if it's a bad shark movie, like those are some of my most favorite guilty pleasure kinds of movies. And I think this one definitely hits a lot of those marks for me. And so I think also I'd like to kind of clarify as I'm rating this, I'm looking at this in terms of like, is this an enjoyable bad creature feature movie that I would want to see versus necessarily like, is this an actual well-made movie? And so for me, um, it's not a good movie. Like the, the plots all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. You've got bad actors, you've got bad CGI, you've got bad fake blood, all the things, but it's a lot of fun to watch. And so Um, you know, this is a a great movie to sit. If you've got a couple strong beverages, you've got a couple little some, somethings you need to take a toke off of to just sit back and just watch the chaos ensue and just have it be a movie that you pick apart. It's a lot of fun that way. Um, and so I think in terms of that, I'd probably give it like a six kind of overall out of 10. Um, you know, if with five being, you know, would you recommend this? I would recommend this. Um, and so it, it's stupid. It's fun, and just like turn your brain off and just watch some of the hilarity ensue.
2: I would I would agree with you. It's you know like you said, is it a good movie? No, but is it a fun movie? Yes. When you watch it from the standpoint of a a mystery, science, Theater three thousand kind of aspect or rift tracks kind of way, hanging out with somebody you love or just some friends or whatnot. Having a good drink, popping some popcorn, and just having a fun time ripping a movie apart, it's good for that. Um, I don't know if I can come as quite as high as a six. I, I, I have my cutoff level of movies that I would recommend at five. So I'm giving it the bottom of the barrel five that I can give for a movie that I would recommend because it is fun. It's a fun bad movie. It's, you know, is it as fun bad movie as say like a Troll 2 or a Mac and Me? No. But it, it it's up there, and then you know we both love bad shark movies, bad creature features, and uh, and let it, let me say this: I know we both love good movies too. <laughs> we love yes. we love the good creature features, and just putting it out there, we don't just have love for the bad ones. But there's a place for bad movies just like the good movies. But that yes. being said, let's get down to our sharks and Venice drink. Yeah, uh, I made so, this. Uh, yeah, this was uh,
0: pretty. This tasty. was a cam creation.
2: Yeah, usually I'll let you do the creation, or we have, like, a special beer for the evening. But uh, I threw this one together. It's one of the few that I threw together. We had them put together in our nice uh, Krampus mugs that we got from the Bloomington Krampus Fest this year. It was the final fest for this year, so we had matching mugs. But it's a bright blue, super blue, Waters of Dennis blue concoction. It has a couple of watermelon gummy sharks in it just for... Chewing on and just, you know, just for aesthetics But it's, for those of you at home If you want to try this drink I'll give you the recipe for it And then we'll also give our rating On what we thought the drink was I have a feeling we're going to come in higher on the drink But uh, (laughs) I used two shots of spiced rum One shot of peach rum One shot of triple sec One shot of blue Caraco A bit of crushed ice Sorry, a bit of crushed ice and one 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew Frostbite, which has a nifty little shark on the side of it. It was a neat little find when I was looking for uh, mixers to throw in with it, but it made everything, everything was super, super blue. It was it's a little fruity, it's got a little spicy. It, I, I think I made it a little strong. I would probably maybe knock back the the spiced rum to one shot instead of two but I'll get the rating on this one first. I gave the movie a 5, but I will give the shot or the uh the mixed drink a 7. I would make it again, but I would just back off on one shot of the rum and maybe put a little bit more more blue croco in it.
0: Oh, call. Cool. Yeah, I I would agree. I I really liked the drink. I thought it was really tasty. Uh I agree. I think initial this is like a good second drink with like the level of um, alcohol that was in it. Um, so I would, I would probably make the first one slightly less strong. Um, like I, I would agree. I think if you, if you backed off the, the rum a little bit, um, it would be good, but overall like the, the flavor profile was, was spot on of where we'd want it. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm coming in at the the same rating you are on it. Super good. Yeah. Yeah, seven.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty happy with the Mountain Dew frostbite. I'm not much of a Mountain Dewer, but uh, when I was looking for mix mixers and I saw a Mountain Dew with a shark on the label, I'm like, well, fuck it we're doing a shark movie tonight. I have to buy it. It's Kismet. <laughs> yeah. Well that being said, so we're at uh we're at sevens on the drink. Oh, we came in a little bit higher than the movie. Like I said, folks i am not speaking for patty but i would definitely recommend this movie uh it's, it's a fun time i know we've done nothing but pick it apart and say how bad it is but it is a fun time it's good for if you just want to have a nice friday night at home with some beer and pizza and
0: yes. you know
2: it's, it's it's a it's a good beer and popcorn kind of movie
0: yeah i i wholeheartedly back that up. it's it's a lot of fun yeah we make fun of it but pick on the things that we love and so it yeah. was well worth at least one viewing
2: wait wait so if we pick on the things we love does that mean that we love stephen baldwin good night folks Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i know where i'm sleeping tonight couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit well that being said uh Folks, thanks as always for listening to us uh, gab on and on here on creature feature dinner theater and let us know, you know, if you have thoughts on what you'd like for us to cover next, a genre, a a creature, whether it be a genre that we've already kind of covered or one that we haven't covered yet. Let us know. Um, What do you think, Hun? What do you think we ought to do next? What do we ought to give to the people?
0: Oh, good question. Um, I know one of the ones that we've been looking at is kind of in a similar vein, but very different of it's a mermaid movie.
2: Oh, yeah. Mermaid Down. We have been talking about doing that when we watched that, gosh, about a year ago. And uh, that was pretty impressive. I wouldn't I would not mind revisiting that again.
0: Yeah. Or we've got some other really kind of kooky, fun things that are also on the agenda. So. And and the the immortal words of this movie, stay tuned, capisce?
2: Well, folks, thanks as always for listening. You keep liking it, we'll keep doing them, and even if you don't keep liking them, yeah, we're going to keep doing them anyway, so you got that to look forward to. Sounds like some kind of wishful fantasy.
0: Pieces of the Medici treasure have been recovered, but very few. How would you know?
1: She's an expert. In the medieval time period, she's... Really smart.